Hello, folks. This is a new episode, but it's an old episode, and I know that's confusing. And I'm sorry, not sorry on that front, but I am sorry, actually. But yeah, this was recorded back on August 29th. You're going to hear me say, I'm going on vacation. Guess what? I went on vacation and I'm back. I had a great time. Thanks for asking. But yeah, a lot has happened and I was going to publish this that week, but we hit some snags because we lost the great Bill Matz and the great Charlie O'Connor over to PHLY, and we are very happy for them. We are ecstatic. But they also took our dang feed with them, so we had to figure some new solutions out. So I apologize for you having to subscribe to a whole new podcast feed. I sure hope you did, though, because we want to keep you with us. We're going to keep recording podcasts. We ain't going nowhere. Absolutely not. SB Nation couldn't get rid of us, and not that anybody was trying to get rid of us this time, but hey, guess what? We're not going anywhere. Flyers podcasts are going to continue. We are figuring out the future of Broad Street Hockey podcasting right now, but regardless of what that future looks like, Flyperbole is here to stay. Flyperbole is going to keep going. All right. We are here for you. Oh, wow. How about that? We truly love and appreciate you all. Thank you for sticking with us and enjoy this new old show. Folks, before we begin, I also wanted to let you know that Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, hockey, football, and more. Oh, yeah, baby. It is football season again. We are here. I love to spend a little bit of gambling money on football. I don't want to give all my money over to Gambler, but you know what? I like a little action on the Eagles. I like a Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. You know? That's, uh, that's done very well for me in the past because Jalen Hurts is the man. Week one, not that great, but you know what? He's the man. He's going to recover. Go Birds. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Enjoy the show. Quicks, when was the last time you took a test? Oh boy. Actually, today it was a oh wow it was a six question exam for my new job. That that's always weird when you have to do a test to basically get a job. I had to do that one time for a job I didn't even want. Like I didn't want any part of this job. I only took it because it was two thousand eight. Uh, the economy was headed to shit, and I needed a full-time job. So I was like, all right, fine. And it was had a, one of the weirdest questions on there was like, what's <laughs> name a state that borders Canada? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, are, is it are you just trying to see if we're idiots? Yeah, really. I guess that's <laughs> like... what it was. I was like, uh, Michigan? Like, what the fuck do you want from me? But yeah, it was a weird one. What what kind of questions were on your, your job quiz? Well, this is actually like workplace training. It was like a workplace training video. So I had to learn about um, workplace bias. So I had to take a guess between like an ABCD question of which scenario was bias. 
And t- Steve, I'll tell you what, it was hard. Oh, some of those situational ones are, are pretty difficult. And, and I'm totally lying. It was the easiest fucking thing. Like, I didn't listen to a single <laughs> thing. Yeah, it was no, incredibly easy. You can kind of zone out through most of those. Like, I actually had to do one of those today on, and this one was just like screwed up. This one kind of screwed, like, I was not happy that I had to do this. It was for an active shooter situation. And it was in the same tone <laughs> as like, HR's got a problem with you. Like, about like somebody trying to murder you. As one does. As one does, you know. It's yeah. it's just the country we live in. It's a great time. Hon- honestly, you. yes, Absolutely it is. It wonderful. really is. I'm t- I'm kind of tired of it, Steve. Very tired of it. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a, just a smidge. Ugh. But yeah, like, so I ask about tests because as an, another thing affiliated with my, my daytime job, I am going back to school. I am going for my MBA. And I'm mainly doing it because work is paying for it. So I'm like, I might as well get a huge resume upgrade on the company dime. So I'm going back to school and I just started this week and I'm going to, I have to do readings and watch videos and group discussions and all that fun stuff. But yeah, I'm going to have to take some damn tests and I can, I'll tell you what, like I've taken like those workplace tests, right? And I've taken like, I don't know, like I took Quizzo all the time and stuff, but I haven't taken like a serious school test in I think 15 years at this point. So this is going to take some getting used to. Back to school. Back to school. To prove to dad that I'm not a fool. I've got my lunch packed up. My boots tied tight. I hope I don't get in a fight. Oh! Beautiful. I posted that on my Instagram uh, yesterday. Wait, did you actually? I did. Oh my God. I must have like passed right over it. That's hilarious. (laughs) It's yeah, very funny. I, my one coworker texted me this morning and he said, I saw your Instagram and it made me spit out my coffee. Very good. Yeah. Big fan. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, it's 100%. As a grown ass man going back to school, 100% Billy Madison was on my mind. It has to be. Like, come on. That's the movie. Billy Madison, by the way, that's a, that's a top two Sandler film, right? Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Okay. Well, okay. So, yes. Also, um, uh, Rip, uh, Price is Right guy. Um, oh, R.I.P.D. Bob Barker. Rip. The Price is Wrong, bitch. Um, yeah, yeah, he's like... An actual R.I.P. because Bob Barker, one of the great game show hosts of all time, and that Happy Gilmore scene is iconic. It's incredible. Like, that's... Honestly, I never watched The Price is Right. I knew Bob Barker no. from that scene. Right, right. I'm the same That's way. how like, great I, that scene I know... I know of the existence of The Price is Right, yeah. but I never watched The Price is Right because I'm not an unemployed guy in the middle of the day. You know, like that's, And also, by the time my era really came of being an unemployed guy in the middle of the day, I wasn't really watching The Price is Right. It just wasn't for me. But yeah, Bob Barker, great game show host, incredible scene at Happy Gilmore. Dead. And not only <laughs> dead, but he was extremely old. He was going to be 100 at the end of the year if he had made You didn't it. get over 100, Steve. He didn't. He didn't reach that milestone. He didn't do it. <laughs> didn't do it. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, you know, uh, Bob Barker. I mean, it's, so Happy Gilmore, I think Happy Gilmore is my number one Sandler. And then probably Bill, Billy Madison, number two. But not only is Happy Gilmore my number one Sandler, it's a top three hockey movie for me on top of Oh, that. yeah. And it's funny because it's like really a golf movie. But it's it's like half golf, half hockey, but it's mainly about golf. It's funny. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. But it's definitely like those hockey roots show and they're fantastic. Like I it's a great movie. It's a great a good time right there. Billy Madison's up there and I think my my top rounding up my top 3 Sandler is Big Daddy. So some some way somehow I haven't seen Big Daddy. Um don't ask me. Big Daddy is like the only well and also am I including am I including non comedy Sandler in my top like three I was about to say because so me and some of my new coworkers were talking the other day about literally Adam Sandler in his movies and one of them was like dude uncut gems is like oh dude one of uncut his gems. perhaps his uncut best gems. movie yeah oh he's he, he's great in uncut gems and it's still one of the most tense films i have ever seen in my life really i saw that in a cramped theater in center city philly and i always remember the experience because I noticed it. Do you know who Ray Dittinger is? Oh, yeah. Was he with you? Ray, Ray Dittinger was in the theater. Uh, <laughs> we saw him because I was headed out and I, I looked at the front and I'm like, is that Ray Dittinger? And I was like, pretty sure it was. And then I he turned and I saw the back of his jacket and it was an NFL Films jacket. Yep. So I'm like, well, <laughs> no that's one definitely Ray Dittinger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, nobody else. And somebody said, hey, Ray Diddy, does that make your top 10 for the year? And he goes, no, I don't think so. <laughs> what the Crap. hell it was so funny like, that's oh hilarious yes yeah, so i'm thinking of the comedic adam sandler films for my top three so like uncut gems is like almost in its own category and he's he's great in punch drunk love too he's actually a pretty good dramatic actor when he puts the chops to it but uh yeah as far as like his his core comedies go like i think those are my top three big daddy is like one of the few i would a hundred percent recommend because I think it's got some great heart. It's got some very funny moments. Yeah. It's up there for me. This might be a hot take. Oh, wow. I love click. Click with Chris Walken. I love it. I love it. I don't know if I've seen click. Oh, it's so good. His <laughs> half the movie is his dog humping a stuffed duck. As somebody who just had his leg humped, like, 30 seconds before starting this podcast. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's a good mood. Like, dude, it makes me cry. And now granted, okay. it doesn't take much to make me cry. Like I will, I cried at the end of Barbie. Like <laughs> I'm not lying. I swear. I cry at the end of almost every movie I see. Oh, because my friend, they tug I, on I your heartstrings. They tug yeah. on your heartstrings with that music. They get the music to come in. And I don't know, man. It, I cry a lot. Like, like uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, I cry at the end of that. Uh, oh, no judgment on the crying during films. I have cried during a number of movies. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Coda was the movie that won the Academy Award a couple years ago about the the deaf family, and that I fucking sobbed after that movie. Uh, I don't know why it affected me. At the end of that movie, I sobbed. Okay, so no judgment on the crying over films. Pixar's made me cry multiple times. Like. You know, like, if you don't cry after the first 10 minutes of Up, like, I don't think you have a soul. I still haven't seen Up, but I know I would cry. Um, it's it's one of the saddest scenes in film history. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> I've, like, I've heard oh the, the basic concept of it. And it I, I and I knew the concept heading into it. Like, I, I was aware of the whole thing. And I'm like, let's see if this whole... And I sobbed. It was just gut-wrenching. Oh, my God. You want to know a weird movie that makes me cry? Oh, I do. I really do. Home Alone. 
<laughs> no, I can see that. I can see that because it's so emotional at the end. I mean, you know, when his mom comes home and she sees him and they're across the hallway and then they hug. So it's incredible. It's incredible. It's, this, and and again, those, spend... those goddamn string, that string arrangement comes in and it pulls on your heartstrings yep. and it just, just, it does it, dude. I don't know. Oh, oh, that string arrangement is the string arrangement for pulling on the heartstrings. It's it incredible. Absolutely is. And listen, she had to spend hours upon hours in the back of a sweaty van with a polka band. You know? <laughs> polka, polka, polka. Like that alone is as horrific a situation as I can imagine. Rip, John Candy. Another legend. Oh, one of the greats. One of the greats right there. Um, Love some John Candy. Back to Adam Sandler real quick. So two things. Um, another Adam Sandler movie that I love. Actually, two. Fifty First Dates. Amazing. Love it. Fifty then, First Dates solid. Yeah. Then Eight Crazy Nights. Love it. Incredible. Okay. Even though technically it's a cartoon, I don't care. I love it. Oh, right. Uh, dude, I love animation, so there will never be judgment from me for animation. loving animation. Never. Uh, I didn't know that Uncut Gems was a thriller until, like, yesterday. <laughs> I didn't know what yeah, it was dude. about. I have no clue what it's about. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think I just referenced it. Was it last week or the week before on the podcast? Like, pretty recently I mentioned it because I was talking about Matvey Mishkov highlights. And there's a scene in Uncut, Uncut Gems because Kevin Garnett plays himself in Uncut Gems. Okay? <laughs> yeah. He plays himself and Adam Sandler has this, like, rare diamond, and he shows it to him, and KG's like, I want to wear it. I want to rock it. And he's like, no, you can't have it because I was just showing it to you. And he goes, and he basically says, I'm paraphrasing here. I don't remember the exact quote, but he basically says, why the fuck would you show it to me if I can't have it? And, and that's, I, that's supposed to be Matt Famishka. That, yeah, cool. why <laughs> yeah, the that fuck would sense. you show me these highlights if I can't have it for three <laughs> that's years? That's a good point. That's a good God yeah, damn okay. it. God damn it. But no, Uncut Gems is legitimately a thriller. It's by these guys, uh, the Softy Brothers, who they just make these, like, these raw, like, insane movies. Like, there's this one they made with Robert Pattinson a couple years ago, who, you know, now he's known as the, the latest Batman to a lot of people. But for a while, he was just known as the, the Twilight guy. And this was kind of the film that brought Did you call him, him Robert Pattinson? Pattinson. Yeah, I did say Pattinson. You, see, like, what a, pa- you are so Pattinson. Philly. <laughs> Pattinson Avenue. I, that's, I, you know what? That's what I fucking did. Robert, yeah, yeah. You go to Robert Pattinson Avenue, let me tell you. Pattinson uh, Avenue. Yeah, I, wow, I did say Pattinson. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, wow, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I know I'm missing something. Something doesn't sound right here, but I just decided to roll with it. Thank you for calling me out on that, because I would have heard this when I was editing the show and been like, you fucking idiot. I was like, you go, so to, you go to the link? This is how I win, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah so... Uh, Robert Pat- Pattinson, okay, uh, this was kind of, uh, it was called Good Time, was the film. And he just plays, like, this fucking white trash motherfucker who is just going through a night from hell in New York City. And that is a tense goddamn film right there. Definitely one to check out. But that was kind of, so the softies just make these, like, unhinged films with just tension out the wazoo. Have you heard what movie is in the making and is coming out in a couple months? Which one is that? Thanksgiving. Is that the one from, from the Grindhouse trailer? Yes, it is, Steve. Oh, <laughs> yes, it is. My God. Being directed by none, none other than Eli Roth. So Eli Roth is actually doing it. Wow. He's so that, doing I think it. that's that's either the, I think that's the third 
Grindhouse trailer movie to be made into a feature film because Hobo with Shotgun, which was from the Canadian run of Grindhouse, which don't ask me how I know all this. I don't know how I know this, but I do. That was made into a film, a very shitty film with Rutger Hauer. And then then Machete famously was made into a number of films by Robert Rodriguez. And, yeah. uh, and uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? Danny Trejo. Danny oh, Trejo. Oh, yeah, Danny Trejo, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, so now we'll have now we'll have Thanksgiving, which was one of the funniest ones from Grindhouse. Uh, just wake me up when uh, Edgar Wright makes Don't. Don't! So, don't. 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 Oh, uh, <laughs> I can't wait. It has to come out. Um, so, all right. This is so. great, too, because our, our next film project for uh, BSH, we did the Spielberg films, J- Jason and I. Uh, our next one is Tarantino that we're going to be working on. So best the, uh, director. I've seen all the films. Don't at me. I've seen all the films already, so I don't have to like watch anything for this one. Like Spielberg, I probably had to watch like a dozen films, and it took a long time to get through them all. This one, I've seen every Tarantino film, most of them multiple times. This is a pretty easy ranking for me, and sadly, his his film from Grindhouse, Death Proof, is my my dead last. Spoiler yeah, alert on yeah. That one. It's, it's not horrible, just, but. It's not horrible. Like his worst is still better than a lot of like yeah. other directors' best, but like it's just not my fave of the bunch. Emily actually thinks Death Proof is a uh, low key underrated. So we were having a good dinner time discussion on this today. You better not be hating on Hateful Eight. No, I like Hateful Eight. I it's not. I think it's middle of the pack for me. But, but I that's not. Yeah, Hateful yeah. Eight. Hateful Eight is like, awesome. It's, it's a tough list, dude. Like there's nine films, and all of them are good, and. Like, something's got to go at the bottom, and it's just personal preference at that point. But, like, Hateful Eight, I, I saw that on 70mm in the fucking Riverview in South Philly, and I had a great time. There was an intermission. It was so yeah. cool. I wish more films had intermissions these days. Hot take. I would put Reservoir Dogs toward the bottom. Wow, that is a hot take, because Reservoir Dogs is my top three easy. I, I think for me, I got... Django and uh, somewhere up. Uh, this is not an order, but like Django's up there. Jackie Brown is incredible. Like Jackie Brown's awesome. It's unbelievable. You got Pulp Fiction, which is of course Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is my number one. Uh, let's see. I think Kill Bill Two is. I love Kill Bill Two. Oh, so this is an interesting question. I find a lot of people differ on their opinion of the Kill Bills, because I am a Kill Bill 1 guy. I like 2, but I like 1 better because I think 1's one of the best action films I've ever seen, essentially. And Emily is a Kill Bill 2 person, so you're in the Kill Bill 2 over Kill Bill 1 camp. I think there's good dialogue in both Kill Bills, but the dialogue in Kill Bill 2 is so... Uh, I don't know. I always that's, I, So that's an interesting point to me, because it is much more of a dialogue-heavy film where... Kill Bill 1 is much more of an action-heavy film. Yeah, like, that. the last, like, 25 minutes of the movie, where she's, like, reunited with BB, and she, like, she's talking with Bill in, like, that yeah. hacienda, that beautiful house. Oh, um, it's a beautiful house, yes. Like, they're talking... Five-finger death punch. Yeah, and they're having that, like, conver- that long, drawn-out conversation about Superman and superheroes. Yeah. And it's a... Gr- oh, my God, I love that. That entire dialogue sequence was great. It is really great. The thing for me is, in one, that crazy 88 sequence is just unbelievable, like, action. Yeah. I 
I want to watch it just thinking about it right now because it is just so fucking good. It's just one of the best action sequences. It's it's a top five action sequence for me of all time, and I love action movies, so that's that's a big one for me right there. But okay, so yeah, um, yeah, I gotta finalize my my rankings. The only film I feel like I really need to rewatch for this is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, because I only saw it the first time in the theater. I haven't rewatched it. Yep. So. I feel like I need to give it a rewatch before I can give it a final stamp of, you know, a final ranking, essentially. So that might be, I might be doing that tomorrow at some point. We'll see. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I've only seen, uh, let's see. I've only seen that once. Um, Yeah, the movies that he's directed, I believe I've seen all of them. So I've seen most of them multiple times. It's... I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the only one I've seen just the once. And Death Proof I've seen only a couple of times because, I don't know, it's, it's long. It's yeah, really it's, long. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It drags more than the other ones. Like, uh, Tarantino is a master of dialogue, but, like, it, that one just kind of drags. It's, it, it's very, it takes its good sweet time. Would you like to hear some of the uh, cast in Thanksgiving? Oh, would I ever? Addison Ray. I don't know who that is. I think I know. Yeah, I've seen the name, but I, I can't picture. Patrick Dempsey. Oh, oh wow. Jalen Thomas. Jalen Thomas Brooks. Don't know who that is. Milo Mannheim. Gina Gershon. Tim. Dillon. Oh, Gina. No, Gina Gershon is great. She's like, she was a big time '90s actress. Gina Gershon was in a lot of shit in the '90s. Okay. Got Gina Gershon. Tim Dillon. Rick Hoffman. So sure. Right. Regardless, I'm excited. I will definitely check out Thanksgiving. I'm not even a big Eli Roth fan, but that trailer is hysterical because I, I it's love so that. funny. I love some over the top gore, and that's just like Thanksgiving. It's just <laughs> like so. It's it's really a perfect grindhouse trailer because it gets that tone so perfect of those old 70s like trailers which are 70s trailers are definitely the most bizarre era of movie trailers because like it's just the pacing is so weird the premise of the movie is a serial killer comes to a small town in massachusetts with the intention of creating a thanksgiving carving board out of the town's inhabitants perfect perfect i'm so glad that we could end up talking about this because Folks, let me tell you, we really came into this one with absolutely nothing to talk fucking about. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like, I was sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm going back to school. I finally got my washer and dryer installed. Maybe we could talk about appliances, which sounds boring as shit. Like, what are the essential appliances? Because I've had to live without them. Like, who gives a fucking shit? Yeah. Um, I'm cursing a lot because... Hey, the other thing is, I'm just going to give this announcement now because uh, who knows how long people listen to the show. Uh, we are going to be... Pers- I think we're going to be off next week. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I am headed to Old Town Chicago Ooh, yeah. next week. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be a good time. And uh, I think I'm going to have my laptop to do school stuff, but I don't know if I'm going to find time to record the old podcast. So we'll we'll see what happens on that front. But uh, be prepared for no flip next week. I know tragic because there's so much hockey to talk about right now. Yeah, this if there were if there's ever time to not do an episode, it's next week. Yeah, and I used to before before I started getting like 
a little bit of scratch for that, which I'm not really getting right now. But before I started, like, you know, doing this semi-professionally, I would take a good chunk of the summer off from doing the show. And nowadays it's like, there's one every week and it don't stop, which, hey, I have a lot of fun with the summer episodes. We can talk about whatever the hell we want. But, you know, it's good to have a mental recharge week. And I'm looking forward to that next week. Speak to speak for yourself about that semi-pro bullshit. <laughs> we are pros, Steve. Thank you. I Cream try of the crop. to be a pro. Cream of the crop. The creme de la creme. Yes. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see how I'm feeling. We'll see what the weather's like in Chicago. You never know. It can change at the, uh, like, I don't know, the drop of a hat. Is that the phrase? I don't know. Who's dropping hats? I can't tell you. Now... <laughs> I'll tell uh, one thing. Now we do have some flyer stuff to talk about here, Steve. Oh, baby. This is pretty big. Okay. I'm excited. Lay it on me. Gritty got a tattoo. Oh, or should I say girthy got a tattoo? Girthy. Oh my God. So pretty finds new ways to disturb me every week. He, 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 she, it does. It, it does. Yeah, they do. Gritty's a, a they, you know. If any, if any mascot is non-binary, it's a hundred percent gritty. It would be gritty. Is just gritty. <laughs> it would be gritty. Like there's not even a spectrum for gritty. Gritty is just outside of this species, outside of this planet. Gritty is gritty. I don't know what kind. Yeah, I don't know if gritty <laughs> even wants pronouns. I don't know what he. No, I don't, I don't think gritty know. does one. Yeah, gritty just exists, and gritty is now girthy. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird bit. Like. So Gritty, if you have not seen this, uh, Gritty posted a thing where Gritty went to a tattoo parlor and tried to get a Gritty tattoo, and it ended up being girthy instead of Gritty. And Quiggs, when I hear girthy, I think of two things. (laughs) One of them is fish, okay? Because uh, when you're fishing, they'll often talk about the girth of the fish. What else do you think about the other thing? Well, I think it could be best summed up as the eggplant emoji. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I, what I love about this tattoo, which, first of all, Gritty's, uh, this is staying on Gritty, right? I would assume. Like, it has, I mean. If you have one fan base that's accepting of the tattoo lifestyle, it's the Philadelphia fan base. Absolutely. And I feel like, I feel like they wouldn't do this if, they weren't going to keep the tattoo on Gritty for a while, you know? Yeah. So. Girth life. I assume Gritty's going to keep this tattoo. And the funniest thing about this tattoo is that it actually looks like the kind of tattoo you would see some guy tailgating outside the link having on his chest or like belly or whatever it is. Well, that's what it reminds me of is that that big fat dude. And I can call him that because I am a big fat dude. That big fat dude with all the Philly themed tattoos that now shows up in like, he he gets featured all the time on these games. I think the fanatic is his belly button, right? And I see him now on like ads for gambling websites and shit. God. Yeah. I don't know what the guy's name is, but like, you know, I think you know what I'm talking about. Is it the guy with the fanatic on his belly button? That's ex- yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. That guy, he's been at Eagles games and Phillies games I've seen. I'm sure he's been at Sixers and Flyers games because he's got everything tattooed on him. But, like, that's what I think of when you mention that. Because, you know, again, I can say this because it's a fellow fat man. Uh, very similar proportions to Gritty. 
Yeah, they're not that different. Yeah. No. Uh, something to note about that guy is uh, he avoided getting the tattoos within an inch diameter of his nipples. So, uh, coward. I'm just kidding. No, I don't, bl- <laughs> I don't blame him at all. I don't no, blame I don't him blame one him. bit. That would I'm be just insane. thinking of the 40-year-old virgin in the waxing scene where he's like, ah, nipple, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Um, but, one of the uh, great improv scenes, by the way, because Steve Carell actually had that happen and was just making up lines on the spot. So I'm going to assume that Gritty is keeping this tattoo because it would be funny. Yeah. But I'm a fan. I love this. I think this is terrific. I, I This is so, yeah, I don't know. This is I'm just, into it. Yeah, I'm really into it. I think, Gritty continues to be the weirdest mascot. And mascots are inherently weird. I mean, they just are. And Gritty yeah. just continues to blow them all away with his weirdness. It's weirdness. I mean, look at look at Boltman. Boltman! Yeah, what did Boltman do? Okay. He posted something the other day and said we had to talk about it on the show. And I, I like <laughs> to be as surprised as possible for a lot of the topics on the show. So lay it on me. What did Boltman do? So first, th- first things first, to those who don't listen to this show like every week because you're stable mentally, um, <laughs> the, the San Diego Chargers have an unofficial mascot or maybe it's official now. I don't know. Called Boltman. I think it's unofficial. Yeah. Boltman. And if you Google Boltman, be ready to be just absolutely terrified because it's it's this, absolutely horrifying. It's like this jacked, like, like dude in football pads with these enormous fake biceps, and he has a lightning bolt for a head, but like sticking out of the lightning bolt is like this face with a gigantic chin, enormous teeth, sunglasses, and just looks <laughs> horrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Like and, he's uh, wearing like the 90s wraparound glasses, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. awful. He reminds me a little bit of like McDonald's had this weird moon-headed mascot in the 80s and who wore sunglasses and like a suit. So maybe maybe they're cousins. Yeah, they could be. I don't know. But it's Yeah. Easily one but of the Boltman most. is disturbing. It's a very somehow uh, you could argue more disturbing than gritty. Oh, for sure. I mean, gritty went. Gritty's like I don't know, like a bulldog or something, where he's like kind of like you know a little ugly, but like it's cute, right? Whereas Boltman is just horrifying. Boltman looks like the guy in that meme of the dude at the baseball game mansplaining sports to that girl. It does. He looks <laughs> he like really it. Does it's like he looks like Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> totally does like it's hard it's absolutely horrifying so okay so there it is bolt that's who boltman is boltman absolutely has a gender boltman is a he yeah man is in the name but like yeah just everything about boltman the jacked muscles like it's just manliness and very much a 90s definition of manliness it's incredibly 90s it's really funny um but basically the Pro Football Hall of Fame tweeted the other day. I believe it was uh, uh, Sunday. I don't know. Yeah, Sunday. They tweeted, This weekend, Boltman visited the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This included a moment to pay his respects in front of the bronze bust of the late Junior Seau. <laughs> and it's just Boltman staring. Oh, my God. It's like a shot behind Boltman staring into the face of Junior Seau's bronze like head 
at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And it's like, it's the weirdest tweet. And this is like so weird on a number of levels because number one, Boltman inherently is weird. And whether Boltman is the official or unofficial mascot for the the Chargers, the former San Diego Chargers, now the Los Angeles Chargers, that is up for debate. But on top of that, the circumstances of Junior Seau's death are horrifying <laughs> and just like an absolute like <laughs> stain on the sport of football. So like, cause if you're not familiar with junior sale, junior sale took his own life and believed that it was because of the effects of CTA CTE on his brain. So like to have Boltman staring at the memorial for junior sale, it's just like, is this appropriate? It's not it's funny. It's so unserious. And it's like, it's not. It, it goes around to the other end, right? Like, because yeah. it's so, like, ridiculous that it's like, okay, this is actually hysterical because this is just absurd. So the replies to the tweet are rid- unbelievable. Like, the top reply is this weekend, Boltman visited the 9 11 memorial. This included, a mo- <laughs> <laughs> this included a moment to pay his respects to all who were lost during this tragic event. Boltman has and always will be a strong supporter of the war against terrorism. You know, Boltman will never forget. <laughs> he will not forget. I can tell he you that. He will not forget. Right Jesus now. It's... Boltman's eating his freedom fries and, you know, these colors don't run on Boltman. <laughs> it's so, it's so good. The, the responses are, <laughs> the resp- I'm scrolling down and I'm just seeing more and it's. Give, give me some more. Lay them on me. Someone took the, uh, the PF Chang's Chargers tweet and said, so hungry, need to find my wife and head to Canton. <laughs> can't ohio baby um hashtag thank you thank you boltman um someone uh is photo yeah some people are just photoshopping him there's one of boltman standing outside like like they photoshopped him out of the photo like from the pro football hall of fame and put him outside an old blockbuster paying his respects <laughs> to blockbuster um it's just, it's insanity. I can't believe, and for some reason, the tweet is still not deleted. I don't know what they're doing over there at the oh, Pro Football. You know okay. what? That's that's actually, I respect that much more to keep the ridiculous tweets around because it's just, you know what? You might as well lean into it at a certain point. <laughs> Another really good, uh, this is a quote tweet is, <laughs> POV, you are the bronze bust of the late junior Seau being paid respects. <laughs> and it's just Boltman, like, smiling with those fucking menacing sunglasses on. Oh. They're, it's like, so you know, good. I woke up from, like, Boltman smiling at me is a top five horrifying thing to wake up from a coma to see. I can't believe it. I can't believe like, it. Can you imagine waking up from a coma and the first thing you see is Boltman? So, okay. So the funniest thing about this is that apparently they did delete the original tweet of this. And then they tweeted out another version that says this included a moment to pay his respects in front of the bronze bust of the late junior Seau. The original version said this included a moment for the solemn reflection in front of the bronze bust <laughs> of the late junior Seau. So wait, they tweaked it. They tweaked it and they just got rid of the solemn part. Yep. Apparently so. Oh my 
God, they were not reading the room on that one. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. They absolutely did not understand the assignment. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> Mascots be wild in this week, Steve. What is going on? Yeah, that that is crazy. Like, uh, oh yeah, the Philly fanatics here to pay his respects to Jackie Robinson. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the fuck out of here. Like, or uh, what's the Pirates? The Pirates mascots like that big green bird. <laughs> oh my god, what is the Pirates mascot name? I gotta look this up. I'm just imagining the Pirates mascot like paying solemn respect to Roberto Clemente. It's like, uh, nah. I, I was get, I was going to come up with... Yeah. Swoop, Swoop is here to pay his respects to Jerome Brown? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, <sighs> Gritty is having solid Dude, reflection for Pelly Lindbergh. This is like if the Lakers had a mascot just showing up to the crash site. I don't know. It's it's awful. It's It's terrible. Not reading the room. Not reading the room. Absolutely no. not. I gotta look up what this pirate's mascot name is. I feel like it's got a good name, but I can't remember. Pirates mascot. Watch it be like patchy. It's just. It's just. Is it just a a parrot? The pirate parrot. That's it. Oh wow. Okay. So the pirate parrot. Imagining the pirate parrot paying solemn respects to Roberto Clemente. It's insanity. I I don't know what they were thinking. It's just like. It's just social media stupidity. And it's like when all the brands come out on all the holidays and have to make their like mandatory tweets. And it's like, Bolt man wasn't even an, he's not even an official mascot. Why is he Wait, there? Did we determine if this is still the case or not? I, okay. Let me, let me do a nuggle, another Google a search. God. Oh, man. Uh, so, Boltman has... Unofficial. Yeah, unofficial. Yeah, he's not even a real... Like... <laughs> Sorry, I just saw I just saw the picture of Boltman. I had to laugh all over it. It's insane. He has it's a... like Jack Nicholson's head. He has a Twitter. And do you want to know how many followers he has? It's got to be like 14 million, right? 767. What? Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! If you look up Goldman or uh, Boltman, so just Google Boltman and scroll down a little bit on the results page. One of the first things that comes up is the Pro Football Hall of Fame tweet. Oh, it's literally the first thing that came up for me. It's truly remarkable. It it looks like it looks like Jack Nicholson's head between two lightning bolts. Ah, it looks like know. the drill. It looks like drill. It does look like drill. It looks like the Maybe drill is Boltman. It looks like the Jack Nicholson, like drill picture. Dr- dr- like, but it looks like if the drill, if that picture was still somehow all blurry, like his is. Yeah, yeah. But in real life, but it's somehow still blurry. If that makes any sense yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> this is my my sister. Unfortunately, she's good now, but she had a, a scary incident a couple weeks ago, and she had uh, like an allergic reaction. And she had said that her face looked like a a cast of a Michael Myers mask. Oh. And, like, that's what I'm thinking of with Boltman. Or it's like they, they made a Jack Nicholson mask, and it was a poor one for, like, Halloween Adventure. And then they just strapped it between two lightning bolts, and here we go. Sometimes I go onto the uh, Drill Twitter page and just... Uh... 
catch up on his yeah get get lost like here's a good one uh getting ass beat i'm sorry dunked in toilet there is no excuse for my behavior shoved in locker i'm trying to make progress with therapy that's the kind of weird character that can only be on twitter proper and we're not gonna see on like threads or blue sky or anything like Drill's just going to stay on X or Twitter or whatever the fuck it is and just keep doing the Drill thing because Drill's one of the most mysterious characters in internet history and that's just how we like it. Twitter's like one of the weirdest places and the, the weirdness is what we need to keep around and that's why I think it's so upsetting to see everything that's happened to it in recent months. Drill has his own Wikipedia page. Oh, wow. And it's that's enormous. Like, it's huge. Like, if you look at it, it's absolutely huge. And apparently they have figured out who the man behind or the person behind Drill. Apparently Drill was identified as Paul Dochny, born in, shockingly, 1987. There you go. Well, Drill, I think, has to be the number one Twitter legend there is. But, uh, you know, I think ultimately uh, Drill is not Boltman, but there is a lot in common with their appearances. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely the sunglasses for sure. So, <laughs> Bolt man, Junior Seau, just terrible, terrible. I taste. can't believe that happened. That's just perfect perfection right there. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> That's what aye, we really aye, call aye. it. Do, <laughs> do we have anything else flyers related that we can talk about, or is that pretty much it? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't think so. That I'm sure. I'm be... sure if we really wanted to just dig and just create false narratives and random bullshit, we probably could talk more flyers. But that would be irresponsible. And you know what, Steve? We are not irresponsible. No, definitely not irresponsible. Never. I've never been irresponsible in my life. Not, not me. A, we are not great. for a goddamn second. Let me tell you, I. I hate to say it, Quigs, but I think this might be it for today. I think show. it might be too. This is a, this is shorty. This was a shorty, but you know what? What are you going to do? Like, chock full of tangy tent. I think we got our bang for our buck today. These people are lucky that we posted anything at all. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're welcome. Listen, I'm crunching. I'm hitting the textbooks hard this week, okay? I have all those textbooks. Everything's online. Yeah, you got to study. I got to study up. I got to get my quizzes in. I got to talk about leadership and such. Like... Do they this give out textbooks shit. in school anymore? I, for my understanding for this class, I can just, like most of my documents are just distributed to me online. And then I think I have to access like some site for like X amount of money for the semester. Like that's pretty much it. Like I don't have to buy like a $200 book that I'm going to resell for 30 bucks. Yeah. Because that's how, that's what it always was. You'd you'd sell it back at the end of the semester, and you'd make like you'd get like thirty bucks back from your two hundred dollar book, and you think, well, fuck this. There is no reason why textbooks should be sold in a physical form anymore. No, none, absolutely none. I just was reading everything on my laptop, and it was great. I I was about to say something controversial, but I think I'm. If I say no, this, say I'll get yelled. Say it. Say it. I can go a couple more minutes. What are you saying? Books in general shouldn't be sold in a physical form. So, I am torn on this one because I do like a good physical book, but it does seem like a waste of resources and 
paper at this point, but I also like having stuff on my bookshelf. So, but I, I kind of yeah. hear you to a degree. I hear you to a degree. It would save a lot of trees. I'm a, all right. I'm a it big tree guy. Trees. I love a good tree. Like yeah, I love a good tree too. There's a uh, there's a stretch of road not far from my apartment. Um, me and my girlfriend go on nice long walks on this stretch of road, like a couple times a week. And it's just got these massive, huge oak trees lining the road. And like they cover, like, like they provide so much shade, even if it's hot. Like you go under these trees, it's like 10 degrees cooler. Um, And it's just like, I don't know, man. I love me some trees. Need some more of them. No more Walmarts. Let's put some trees up. Each tree is its own little ecosystem. Owls can live in there. Birds can live up there. Ants. Not a fan of ants, but I don't want the ant. Yeah, but you but know they, what? Ants you know, are food for ecosystem. cool animals. So, like aardvarks. Aardvarks are great. I think they're sure. I think they're awesome. Who doesn't like an aardvark? Let me tell you. Uh, no, I hear you to a degree. Like I do like a paper book, and I think I have some very cool paper books that I've held onto over the years. But I, I do love a tree as well. And frankly, I. I get a paper book and I kind of sit on it for a little bit. I don't pick it up as frequently as I do my my tablet, my e-reader, because it's just that much easier. There's so much less heft to it. And like, for instance, I have uh, I have the Beastie Boys book that was released a couple of years ago. And I love it. It's awesome. It's got some really cool graphics and pictures that I, I don't know if you could quite get the same experience on an e-reader, but it's also heavy as fuck. So it's really hard to take anywhere with me because it's huge. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know. There's something special to me about like being able to like, if something's big like that and it's hard to take around, like it doesn't provide any joy. You know, I'd rather have something. It provides me joy, but I'd like to be provided joy in a mobile setting, like on a train, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Like I'm, I'm going on this trip next week and, I'll tell you now, I'm not taking any books. If this was like 20 years ago, I'd be packing too many books and by, I'd probably have to pay for like a carry-on. I'm going to take my tablet. I'm going to take a couple shirts, a couple pairs of underwear and, you know, maybe one change of pants and just try to go as light as possible. And that's one thing that a, an e-reader can provide. So I, I do like a physical book, but like I don't really use them that much anymore. And a lot of people in general don't like i know emily loves a physical book but most of the time she just reads her kindle yeah i haven't read a non-self-help book in i can't tell you how long that sounded dark wow okay you should check out i mean i dude, this beastie boys book is awesome it's got some amazing stories in it uh, i was also reading the uh, dave Grohl book that was released last year that that's, sounds uh, interesting. that's been pretty yeah. good yeah um, oh, here's a well, current. Here's a. If quick... you want to give a physical book a chance, I can lend you that when I'm done. Nah, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Fair I just enough. don't like reading books that much. Okay, I don't know that's what it fair. Is. That's fair. Yeah, I've never been a book. Uh, I I used to read a ton of books as a kid, and I have slacked off heavily as an adult. But when I was younger, I would read a ton. I. And I often think about getting back to that, but then, like, it's just so easy to get distracted anymore. Like, it's really hard to actually have the attention span to sit down and read a proper book. That's one of the things I admire about Emily. She reads a ton of books, and I'm, like, I'm really impressed by the fact that she can do that, because my attention span is shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, my attention span can be rough sometimes, but yeah, it's not the worst. That, that's dude. That's the, just the modern environment with that. I have a uh, quick current event that we can maybe turn into a Flyers thing. Okay. There is a hurricane coming. Um, hurricane Idalia? Is that what it's called? Sure. I actually was not. I knew there was a hurricane. I didn't know what the, the name was this time. I think it's Idalia. Um, which flyer, which current player on the Flyers would their name sound coolest as a hurricane? We talking first name or last name? First name. Because hurricane names are typically first names. I know who I think would have the coolest hurricane name. Hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and just off the bat say, I don't think Hurricane Travis is very <laughs> no. impressive. Hurricane Joel doesn't really float my boat. Now, if we're talking a guy who's not on the roster yet, but could be at some point, Hurricane Cutter is pretty awesome. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. What? Which one were you thinking? Hurricane Tyson. That's a good one. All that's right. a, that's like a Category that 5 hurricane right there, Steve. Yeah, I'm shitting my pants thinking about it. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. that's flattening houses. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's dark. It's dark. <laughs> uh, hurricane Cam, not really striking fear into my heart. And you know that they would turn that into Cameron. For sure. For yeah. sure. Losers. Uh, Cur- hurricane Carter. God, is the hurricane just white bread? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, who else? We got. Uh, Who's even on the Flyers roster at this point? Hurricane Sean. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's that's not doing anything for me. That's uh, not. I'm not running from Hurricane Sean. Uh boy. Hurricane. Like I'm standing my ground against Hurricane Sean. Hurricane Nicholas Delorier. No, no, I'm not even like I'm not even boarding up my windows for Hurricane Nick. Uh, boy. Who else are we missing? I feel like we're missing a... Hurricane Ryan! We're missing... Ryan Paling! That's... Oh, let me tell you, Ryan. Hurricane Ryan ain't moving the needle. That's a hur- That's a Cat 1 hurricane, probably. Yeah. Very that's, not that's memorable hurricane. Storm. Like, yeah. there wouldn't even I'm be... I'm gonna sleep through... I'm gonna sleep soundly through that one. Yeah. Like, there wouldn't even yeah. be any, uh... Widespread damage in that hurricane. No, um, no. Like tree branches are staying on the trees. Yeah, no, it'd do nothing. Yeah. Um, who we miss? Are we missing anybody? We're missing half the roster, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but real who quick, can even think of the current Philadelphia Flyers. Well, I'm gonna pull it up because now I just want to just want to. Now you're invested. Now I'm invested. You're you're just trying to stretch this to the hour. I see what's. Going oh no, on. I don't want to go that far. We're at 48 minutes. We're gonna finish at 50. Um, hurricane. <laughs> hurricane. Enough. All right, here we go. Hurricane Scott. Nope, nope, no, not doing it. And as somebody who often gets called Scott by mistake because they see my first name and last name put together in like an email address and yeah. they read it as Scott, and I'm like, my name is not Scott, but it's very funny every time I get called that. Yeah, Hurricane Noah. I actually think that's kind of cool. Reminds me of uh, Noah's Ark, Captain Noah, Noah's Arcade. Apparently, according to that little story, Noah had to. Sail through some treacherous waters. I assume that Hurricane Noah would cause some treacherous, treacherous weather. I would assume that Hurricane Noah would bring some treacherous weather with it and a number of pairs of animals. Hurricane Garnet. That's a weird one. 
Not a good one. Well, that would be my reaction if that would come. It's such a weird name. I've never heard. Like, do his friends call him like Garney? Well, so is I. So is Idalia too. So, sure, sure. But Garnet, this name Garnet Hathaway is one of the clunkiest names I have ever heard for a Philadelphia Flyer. It just I don't enjoy saying it. I actually don't hate it for some reason. Can I call him Gary? Gary Hathaway. His name that isn't good. his name isn't nearly as miserable as uh, Chandler Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson is worst name in you, hockey. You want to talk white bread names? Chandler Stevenson is up there. Um, hurricane Owen. Was that a hurricane recently? Oh like wow! A, was that an actual hurricane? I'm sure it was. Yeah. I assume every name's been a hurricane at some point. Hurricane Wade. Hurricane Wade, I mean, you at least have the associations of wading through water, right? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Hurricane Morgan, eh, that's a that's a tropical storm. Just makes me think of Morgan's Pier. Oh, oh, here's a good one, Steve. Hurricane Rasmus. Okay, that's the winner. That's a good that's one. That's a winner. That's Hurricane a good one. Rasmus, Hurricane Rasmus. Hurricane Tyson's good, too. It. I think Tyson's a good one. Hur- Hurricane Tyson's good, but I like Hurricane Rasmus. Like, that... That is ominous. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, yeah. Then we got Hurricane... And, uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Absolutely. By all means. I was just going to say, then we got Hurricane Mark for Mark Stahl. That's nope. Not nope. moving the needle no much. Hurricane Nick Sealer. Hurricane Igor. Hurricane Igor is pretty good. Igor's always got the the association with like Frank, Dr. Frankenstein's assistant and all that. By the way, that's that's when you find a real true book nerd is when you refer to him as Dr. Frankenstein and the monster instead of just calling the monster Frankenstein. That's that's a true nerd. <laughs> and if we really want AKA me. If we really want to go into the weeds, Hurricane Matvey. Hurricane Matvey, not bad, not bad, but I think Rasmus is my my dread winner here. And yeah, no disrespect to people who have been through hurricanes. We know hurricanes are awful. We are not making light of any victims, but hurricane naming is very weird. Oh, very weird, yes. It's weird that we have to name hurricanes. I find that's just strange. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I I just think I should be in charge of naming the hurricanes. That's all I got to say. I think you should, yeah. where do you, How do you get that job? I guess you have to go to weather school, right? It's probably some old guy who's been a meteorologist since 1972. And they're just like, all right, let's let him pick a name. And he's just naming all of his family members. Maybe he's been since 1975. huh? Maybe. I don't know. As we know, it has been a long time since 1975, as we are constantly reminded. It has. <laughs> Brucey knows. It has been. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Brucey's over here going, yeah, I know it's been a fucking long time since the Flyers won a Stanley Cup. Why do you have to remind me of it? I almost forgot about it, Steve, and now you just reminded me, so now my night's ruined. How dare you? I, I never forget about it, okay? Like, I have a tattoo that says 1975 on my chest, okay? Nobody's ever seen my chest, except for Emily, so, like, they don't know about it. But I just have one that says 1975, and I look at it every day, and I scowl. You know who else never forgets? Boltman. Gritsy. Boltman. Boltman. Yeah. Boltman. He never forgets. All right. On that note. together with your hands. On that note, I'm officially done. Bolt me. (laughs) I'm ready to go. I'm together with your plans. (laughs) Bolt me. All right, folks. 
that's it, that's it, that's all there is. And it was plenty for the last week in August. We are almost back to hockey season. We're almost back to hockey news. We're almost to training camp. All that fun shit. I cannot wait to talk about Flyers hockey again. And believe me, that's a hell of a thing to say after the past couple of years. But hey, I'm excited. I'm pumped up. I'm ready to talk about these kids. If you have any feedback for us, unfortunately, the best place is still twitter.com.org.edu.x.muskx. It's just an awful name. Change it back, Elon. Come on. Quicks, where can people find you on the app formerly known as Twitter? Ooh, find me at Ryan Quiggs with a Z. Thanks. Quiggs with a Z. You can also find them over there at Blue Sky and all that fun stuff. But yeah, uh, Quiggs, anything to plug for BroadStreetHockey.com or the hockey news. Uh, not too much. It's kind of a slow time of the summer. So, yeah. Oh, you better believe it is. You better believe it is. It is hot outside and the ice, it's melted. That it is. You, you can find Quiggs at Ryan Quiggs. You can find me at SJBOM or at Flyperbole. If it's for hockey, make it Flyperbole. Both of those accounts are also on Blue Sky. We also have Flyperbole on Instagram. We also have Flyperbole on TikTok. Don't know what I'm doing on TikTok. Never will. But hey, whatever. And Broad Street Hockey, BSH Radio. Be sure to subscribe to Broad Street Hockey before the season starts because we have so much tangy time. I believe the 25 under 25 is either being rolled out or being rolled out soon. Always a great thing for this site. I don't contribute. I got dunked on one time for bad selections. It is what it is. But <laughs> that's where we are. So, yeah. Broad Street Hockey. Subscribe. Tangy Tent. Oh, baby. And before we go, I just wanted to let y'all know that this podcast was presented by Bet Online. Remember that promo code for your welcome bonus offer, B-L-E-A-V. That's V as in Victor at the end there. And be sure to check out the good folks at Bet Online. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Good night and good hockey. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.